This podcast is part of the Dark Myths Collective. Visit darkmyths.org to discover more shows like this one. The Dark Myth Awaits. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another magical episode of Zing This. Yes, we are doing the Prisoner of Azkaban movie. The Harry Potter Prisoner of Azkaban movie. And you've got me, the Zing of Azkaban. And me, Ridiculous Ellie. Very nice. And we are joined, of course, by a very special guest. I'm Davildor Flumbleshanks. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise known as David Flora from Blurry Photos. Yes, welcome, sir, to this magical episode of Zingness. So, we watched the movie. We're, of course, as always, going to go over our favorite moments. So, as I think we normally do start with our guests. So, yes. So, Mr. Flora. I'm, I'm not oh. going to try to repronounce that, that your magical name. So, if you would, give us your top three moments from the movie. Oh, you got it. Uh, number one, uh, it's got a special place in my heart. When Malfoy gets punched in his face. Yeah. It's a good one. Well, bam. Uh, number two, uh, these aren't in any particular order, by the way. I'm just saying numbers. Uh, but the second one is the first appearance of the Dementors. Ooh, that's a good one. Because it's super creepy and cool. Uh, and then my my third uh, favorite moment, I think, would have to be the scene with uh, Snape in the hall at night when Harry's got the Marauder's map oh. mm-hmm. and Snape catches him. I just like that that whole interchange and, you know, might be a little bit longer than a moment, but <laughs> that was fun. Uh, I, I do. I, I, I like the one portrait that keeps yelling at them the entire time to put the light out. Yes. We're trying to sleep here. <laughs> All right, Ellie, would you like to go next, or would you like to anchor it? Um, I'll anchor, sure. All right. So mine, in no particular order, are when Harry gets the Marauder's Map from the twins. I thought that was a great scene, the whole setup of that, and I enjoy the Marauder's Map as a magical item in this movie and going onwards, and I enjoyed the whole twin talk, too, between the two of them, where they kept... <laughs> saying the same thing at the same time. So I thought that was a really great scene because they catch on that he's trying to sneak out. And they're like, hey, we're going to help you with that because you're going to get caught. So so I enjoyed that scene. Um, my next one is, it's kind of a multiple of scenes, but it's all in one. Do- it's There's multiple scenes, but it's kind of one very particular incident in the movie. It is the complete dick move by Snape of obviously telling everyone what Lupin is when he's taking over and (laughs) doing the classes. Where he's straight up like everything he does is Mm. revolving around werewolves. Or he's like, oh, you're out for a walk in the moonlight, I see. Like, just, just the Snape just being a dick that entire time to Lupin, I thought, was, was, um, very... I enjoyed it because, of course, as we know later, there's a callback to the fact that he used to get picked on by them. So I thought that was a nice little him trying to get jabs back at Lupin for for their, you know, school years. 
And yeah. my final one is the Trelawney's prediction of, you know, what's going to happen and everything. Her little ethereal sort of where she actually can make a prophecy correct. And if you forgot what that scene was like, I will now ask that Mr. Flora do a performance of it. <laughs> he will return tonight. He who betrayed his friends, whose hearts rot with murder. <laughs> Innocent blood shall be shed, and servant and master shall be reunited once more. <laughs> Riveting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so I, I enjoyed that because once again, as we learned in later movies and books, she is the one that made a bigger prophecy but we'll get to that in a later movie but i enjoyed that scene because it was this woman who kept making all these oh you're gonna die or oh you know you're gonna <laughs> and then she actually makes something really creepy out of nowhere and it all comes true so i that, those were my top three moments and by the way just pointing this out this was a hard movie to nail down three moments I from totally yeah. agree I I, yeah. I I just want to point that out that, yeah. I mean, I picked three, but they were just kind of just, just what tickled my fancy this time watching it. Because mm-hmm. probably if I watched it again, I might have three different ones. But yeah, this, this was a hard movie to nail down stuff, as I'm yeah. sure we'll continue on. But Ellie, your turn. Yes. Um, so I would have to say uh, one of my favorite, kind of I'll piggyback off of you where you said the like kind of a a grouping of one thing um just the hatred that hermione has for professor trelawney (laughs) i don't (laughs) like it's ridiculous (laughs) she really just thinks she's some quack teacher and why does she have to be here? She's so... And it is so uncharacteristic of her. Because you know how she normally is with well, her classes. Well, it kind of brings her down to a... Le- I mean, I know this is something we could discuss in the main part of the show. But it kind of brings her down to a more, I guess, human level compared to all the other students. Because she is such a good student at everything that... Yeah. Like, everything comes so easily to her except for this. And it really yes. gets to her. Right. <laughs> So it's, I don't know, I just it's funny to see that side of, of Hermione. Uh, so I do kind of like that whole, that whole part. Um, another thing that I love is the scene uh, when Lupin is teaching them how to um, defeat the, I was... Bogart. Is it Bogart or Bogart? Bogart. Bogart, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, that's so fun. I mean... Who doesn't want to see Professor Snape dressed up as an old grandma or in grandma clothes? Um, but why'd the kid have their the snake turn into a even scarier clown? That was weird. Yeah, because yeah, yep. I was just like, that obviously is a huge fear of a lot of people. But I guess for that particular person, it was not. It was ridiculous. It, I exactly ridiculous um and we'll come back to this discussion at a later point all right um but i did like that whole scene it was it was fun like it it was nice to see the dark arts class have like they were learning something but it was fun too so i thought he did a great job as a teacher to do that um and then 
I think hands down my favorite scene of this movie has to be at the end with that stellar cast of four really great actors. Um, and it's really the first time, in my opinion, that, you know, normally it's always Harry, Ron, and Hermione mm -hmm. that are always stealing the show throughout the entire movie. And this is really the first time that they kind of were taking a backseat. Um, so when you have Sirius Black and Professor Lupin and Snape and um, Pettigrew all in that room when they're kind of conversing back and forth between yes. each other. Just a great scene. I, I thought it was fantastic. I just love that whole interaction between all of them. So that definitely would be my, my favorite scene of the movie. All right. Nice. I, once again, we had another one where I don't think anyone really had that much crossover. I think as the movie, I think as we go on with these movies, there's going to be a lot more of those. But like I said, this one was so hard to nail down ones for me because right. any of the ones that any of the rest was oh, picked yeah. i think would have been still good definitely ones. hermione knocking oh yeah in yeah the face was fantastic <laughs> so yes i, I mean definitely. that's yeah that's that's two and a half movies coming at that point yes <laughs> <laughs> yes um i got your mud blood here bap <laughs> kapow oh no that's the wrong kind of kapow wouldn't we work we can't use kapow in this in these series all right no sorry bamf anyways yeah, I snuck it in. All right, so the next thing we have, of course, is our favorite magical item that was introduced. That was hard, too. What? That was hard, too. For oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was like, hard, too. I was like, what? But, yes, our favorite <laughs> magical item that was introduced in this. Did, okay, so, so did it have to be uh, introduced in this movie or just used if it, in the movie? If it is more present in this movie, if it's something that's a very present thing in this, because if I remember correctly, last one I picked, um, the Phoenix, which of course is in other movies, yeah. but, but yeah, so it's, it's something that is featured heavily in, I will okay. allow as long as it's in the movie. For oh, oh wait, hold on, hold on. Okay. Yes. Where's my, yes. my, yes. judgment is about judge, 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 judge Zinger. We will allow it. Gong, gong. Yes. All right. So our guest, as always, can go first with this one. Well, for me, obviously, like, the, the, the there's the obvious choice, I think, that anybody would love to have a, a time turner. So for me, <laughs> yes. I, I'm going to set that aside because, duh, I would take that in a heartbeat first. But if, I, if that was out of the picture, I'd have to go with the invisible cloak. Ah, good choice. And that does make a very present appearance in this movie a lot. So I'd say that is a good choice. Um, Ellie, do you want me to go next or do you want to? I'm really torn. Okay. It was really hard for me to pick. All right. So I had to tie a three-way. Ah. Uh, so so you're so you're gonna have three choices? <laughs> yeah. Not fair. I'll allow it. <laughs> so first of course, um I'll go ahead and use what you're what you were talking about earlier, um, the Marauders map. Alright. Hands down, really awesome. So excited, love it. Um it was really fun and of course it had that all moment where you see Pettigrew on the map and you're like, What? Yeah. So Really cool use of a map, and it was fun to see Lupin kind of stuff it to Snape 
Um, so, you know, I, I love the map. Um, the night bus, it's just so much fun. Good choice. I love it. I, um, it was really neat to see that for the first time in person when I went to Wizarding World of Harry Potter. I Gotta was... rub that. I, I swear there, <laughs> there's like a bingo card of Will or just a just a take a take Is a drink, take a shot. About... Will Ellie talk about Wizarding World of Harry Potter? How quickly, like, <laughs> like what would happen in an episode when we're doing the oh, Potter man. episodes? I've only been twice, and it's just so cool. Um, it was really. I remember seeing that for the first time, and it was just. So many memories. Love that. Um, and then, of course, the third thing would have to be the monster book. Ah, yes. The Book of Monsters yes. that is a monster. Yes. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, and, and I love poor Neville. Neville just... <laughs> I just, Poor Neville. Can't catch a break. No, he can't. So that would be mine. So sorry. Um, well, that's all my mind, so I'll probably forget it later, and I don't know how much we're going to bring up Neville. Mm -hmm. I do really enjoy the one scene where they're on the stairs and they're moving, and they're like, oh, Neville probably forgot the password. And he's <laughs> standing right with me. He goes, no, I didn't. And they're like, oh, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm like, I, I don't see where this is going to fit in the rest of the conversation, so and let I me just... And I'll go back to that in a little bit about Neville forgetting the password. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so mine, mine is a hard choice as well. Mm -hmm. The time turner is a definitely good one, but yeah. I will agree with David and put that to the side for this one. But then there is a ton of other stuff. There is the Patronus charm, which makes a very heavy appearance. Um, if we're going to include anima animals, the hippogriff is something mm -hmm. that is, once again, would be really cool. And of course, his... Have your ferrets handy. Yes, have your ferrets handy. And of course, uh, Harry's new broomstick that he gets at the end yes the fire but bolts. but marauder's map would be my choice as well because it's, it's such awesome. a it's such a cool thing and i yeah. really enjoyed when snape tried to you tried to you know <laughs> figure it out and it and he's like read it and it's just an insult to him and yes it, it was great and it's great and i will bring up something about that map way later on in the episode but we'll get to that later but was it an insult is it is it really an insult, or did Lupin just cover for Harry? The map covered for him, though, too. By I mean by by insulting Snape, but but there there. Ah, oh, dang it, David! You're making me talk about it now. Oh, okay. We can save it. <laughs> um, I was talking about it now, real quick. Um, how dare you? So the movie does a terrible <laughs> job of it's it, it it's not really explained, but you can kind of piece it together. The fact that. Wormtail, Prongs, Padfoot, uh, that they are actually James, Lupin, Sirius, and Peter Pettigrew are the actual makers of the map. Well, they don't do go over it in the movie. They No, yeah. they, 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 they don't, and that kind of... Yeah. It's one of those things to where Lupin's reaction to the map and everything, you understand that he's upset that he has it, but it's something that you get more of a sense of when you find out, oh, he's the one that made it. So having that excluded from the movie, of course, if you read the books, you would know that, but in the movie, it's never really brought mm -hmm. up. So that's something yeah. Yeah, that they, I, yeah, I, I felt was slightly origin. robbed yeah. from like a, a throwaway line of, you know, I mean, it's the, the actor made it obvious that, or through his actions and everything in the movie, that he was familiar with the map. So there, there was that, but there wasn't ever straight out. He looked to Harry and said, "This is 
mind your fathers and all this and this is what we used to use to avoid and get into trouble so <laughs> just the just a lost moment that could have taken only a few frames of 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 the movie but anyways anyways so so yes yeah, so there there's there there's my movie book comparison thing out of the way now so this movie um kind of as we go through the Harry Potter series i think this is the kind of almost the final step of him being kind of treated as a child and moving into an adolescent or more as an adult role as the character in my opinion because he they they go out on their own and do a lot of stuff and they're really not super reliant i mean especially at the end with all that stuff that harry and um hermione do through the whole timey-wimey gobbledygook the dumbledore just kind of points him in a direction and doesn't even really do anything with him aside from just being like oh, you know, do this, and that's it. And then when they meet him at the end, I thought that was great to where, to where it's like, they're like, oh, we, we, we did it, Dumbledore. And he goes, did what? <laughs> yeah, that was a great moment, too. Yes. Actually, that one might be might be a, a better moment than Malfoy getting punched in the face for me. <laughs> it, and, I don't know. It was great. And and it is sad that they did have to, the, the one, the original Dumbledore did die, but I thought that I, the, the actor, Dumbledore actor. Dumbledore that we can hear. Yes, this one, um, I thought that this one did a really good job of filling the shoes and being a very... Different. Different Dumbledore, yeah. but yet being a very... I, 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 I thought Who that he double... Who do you like? Tra- I mean, do you, do you have a preference over the two? I mean, obviously we this see one the one stole the, the This one kind of stole the show for me in the sense of just how he... Just, just something like that. Hand, hands down, that, that one scene I just described where he's like, did what? Just just the way he, he was like, I know what you did, but I'm being obviously, you know, aloof about it. I just thought the actor did a good job with it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I, I kind of prefer this one. I think that what, one of the differences between the, the two actors, uh, the first Dumbledore, Richard Harris, I think it was, he was, he was the embodiment of the old wizened wizard you know what i mean mm-hmm. he had that that uh ancient gravitas about him and played that very well i think the newer one and i'm i'm blanking on his the actor's name but the the one that stepped in has a more um it's it's more of a i don't I can't, the word keeps coming up n- younger, but that's not the word I'm looking for. <laughs> it's it's more of a um, oh he he's like in on it with them, you know he he's he's a co-conspirator and and mischievous I guess maybe that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. He's a little bit more mischievous um, and connected to the kids in a way as opposed to being kind of up a, a little bit unapproachable if that makes sense. Yeah, he also I noticed had had a lot of I mean, if memory serves, he has a lot of those moments where he like says something and he winks and then just yeah. kind of wanders yeah. off afterwards <laughs> to be like, I I'm not telling you to do this, but here's how you yeah. do it. I'm just gonna go admire this statue over here for a minute, sort right. of thing. So I thought that they right. that they does a good job with that. Ellie, what did you think of the of the new versus old Dumbledore? Well, I mean, I'm glad because I can finally take out my hearing aids and hear him. You you weren't a fan of the whisper talking. I, it was just too quiet. I felt like every time I watch this movie, I'm like cranking it up to max because he's like trying to tell you these really important things, <laughs> but you can't hear anything. You're like, what did he say? I, I, I know it's important. 
What did he say? Um, but, I mean, I prefer the new guy much better, um, Michael Gambon. Sir. Sir, it. excuse me. Sir Michael Gambon. Um, I don't know. I just He's just, he's feisty, he's fun, and I... I like him a lot. I, I always, um, this particular movie, I always remember the scene where um, Harry Potter is pretending to sleep and they're walking through. Yeah. And he's talking to Professor Snape. Yeah. It was a neat little story, you know, about, you know, say, hey, just, we can wait till tomorrow, let him dream. And it, it was just, I don't know, I, I liked that whole, that dialogue there too, so... I definitely like this guy a little bit better, but no, no knocks to the original one though. Except just, for the whisper talking. Except that you couldn't hear him very well, but yes. All right, um, I'm I'm gonna kind of come out and say this. This is one of my more favorite books and movies because it introduced two of my more favorite characters outside of the main three, and that is of course Lupin and Sirius Black. I enjoyed Lupin because he was a really good mentor for for Harry yes. in this movie. I love their relationship. And it's great. the whole werewolf thing's cool, even though he like doesn't really have much control over it. But Sirius Black was also a great character who, um, one, phenomenal actor, the human chameleon, Gary Oldman played him because <laughs> I, it is weird, and I know that a lot of people say he's the human chameleon, but it, it just... It, it doesn't even cross my mind that that one scene where he's first introduced and he's yelling, you know, let's kill him, let's do all this. If you had shown me that scene and then shown me Batman and been like, they're the <laughs> same people, I'm like, maybe? Because he just, he does such a good job with his roles. So that's the thing I really enjoyed in this movie was, was not, not only is Sirius Black one of my favorite characters, but a great actor is backing oh, yeah, him up phenomenal. to that that can deliver that great performance. So that's what I really enjoyed was getting two great characters, some, you know, some great screen time and great interaction with our main characters and also introducing the Dementors was another thing. Like this movie has a lot of introductions mm -hmm. of a lot of different things to it. So that's, that's, I'm just throwing that out there as this is, this, this ranks up there for me in the Harry Potter movies and books. Oh yeah. It's, it's definitely my favorite movie just because it's, it's got that dark edginess that, you know, finally starts coming into the Harry Potter world uh, for the audience. And um, it, uh, it, it's, it plays with time, you know, which we'll probably come back to. Yes, um, we will. Yes, we and, will. Uh, and that's always a fun thing to watch in, in movies, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, oh, Ellie, you got something. Well, I just wanted to say, I, if I had to pick a favorite character mm -hmm. that's newly, not the main three, yeah, that's newly introduced, um, I, I definitely would have to to say like you, I I love Lupin. I really just from the beginning of meeting him in this movie, I just I dive right into his whole story, his his character, the relationship between him and Harry. Um, I love Sirius Black, so don't get me wrong. Yeah. I like him better later. Yeah. So I, yeah. you know, I I do like him as a character, um, but I would say for this particular movie, um, I definitely think Lupin would be my favorite. Uh, Trelawney is really cool, but once again, she's one where I like a little bit better once you kind of get to know a little bit more about her. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But yeah, definitely Lupin would be my favorite for this movie as far as the newer characters. And Lupin, one of the only Defense Against the Dark Arts teachers that is actually competent. <laughs> yes, very much. <laughs> competent and fun, too. Yes. And fun. Exactly. And I guess it, it it's no uh, coincidence that he's also a good guy. <laughs> yes. But has, of course, the dark evil side to him of being a werewolf, which isn't really his fault. And he does a good job of trying to not be... Like, he goes to the Shrieking Shack and gets away from... Yeah, but can we, yeah. can we talk about, like, did he have a dumb moment? Or maybe every time I watch this movie, I, I miss something. But at the end, um, where they go outside of the shrieking tree and, you know, they're yeah. standing there and he's like, oh, crap. The moon. The full moon. Like, how did he not remember that maybe I yeah. shouldn't be... <laughs> out here um, i mean you know what i'm saying that's that's the only thing I, i'm like do i miss something or it's like how did he forget of all things that it was a full moon i guess i i don't, I don't know if you have something for this dave uh, no i mean that's it's a great question <laughs> like if that's your whole thing is that you don't want to to cause trouble by turning into an uncontrollable beast how do you forget one day to not turn into an uncontrollable beast <laughs> I they they mentioned the potion. Well, at he one said, point. Have you, "Yeah, have you, but but still." So, so I'm guessing he either a thought it wasn't going to take that long, or b just got so excited in the fact of he found Peter. That you know, he, he about yeah, it. he just was like, "I need to go stop him. I need to go do this." But yeah, yes, it, it is a boneheaded moment, if if I might say so. But I guess it's once the full moonlight hits this... I guess in this interpretation of a werewolf, it's once the full moon... He's okay as long as it's behind the clouds. Yes, once the full moonlight actually hits him, or if if the moon doesn't rise till like 2 in the morning or something. So he... We should be blaming the weather witch that (laughs) forecast it wrong. He thought it was going to be cloudy night and didn't know that there would be periods of clear skies. Yes. Okay. Yes, that... There there is the... We figured it out. We we figured it out. They left that scene out in the movie. It's it's and in the book. Yeah. Oh no, not in the the book book. either. And the book too. (laughs) But but no, I mean it's it it is. I mean I, it was one of those things to where it was also like you kind of wanted to see what what a werewolf looks like in this in this thing. And I don't know how I feel honestly. I was gonna say, what did you think of the look of the werewolf? (sighs) See, oh man, I. I guess I will forever be, I love American, um, I always say it wrong. The werewolf in... Paris. Yes. London. American werewolf in... Paris? London? London. Yeah, London. London, yes. London Calling? I, I love that movie and just just everything about it is really Except awesome. for not remembering the name. I know, I can't remember the name. Well, I'm not good with names, thank you. Welcome. Um, but at least I can spell them. But <laughs> what? Sorry. Deep cut. Sorry, sorry. Um, I don't know some classics like of the way I've seen werewolves before in classic movies, yes. that sort of thing. I I didn't care for the way this lanky yeah, sort of. I didn't really care for that too much. I mean, it didn't take anything away. I didn't dislike you know the movie because of it or anything. But their version of a werewolf, I really didn't care for. But that's just me. Um, what about you, sir? Well, I I kind of agree with with you, Ellie. I think that the uh, 
the skinniness of him was, I, I don't know, because you think of werewolf as kind of this huge, hulking, powerful beast. But at the same time, like, if you took a a human-wolf hybrid, it might be, you know, kind of lanky because the muscles would be a little bit more extended than yeah. uh, mm-hmm. than you would get compactly in, in either uh, uh, species. Um, but, yeah, like, it was... I, I, I wonder if they did it to kind of mitigate the terror of a werewolf in a kid's movie, you know what I mean? <laughs> I kind of... <laughs> I kind of feel like they tried to make their own ver like they're they, they they didn't want to be like oh they're just they're just stealing the look from this movie or that right. movie. They wanted to make it a very obviously this is what a Harry Potter universe werewolf looks well, like. Well, and I think maybe they went with the lankiness because he's a good werewolf in the sense that he's not out there like just. Do we going... see other werewolves again later? I see. I can't remember, but but I. Like you know how he's he's a tortured Yeah. He he's not he, he doesn't embrace Yes, he doesn't embrace the werewolf, which means he probably That's isn't a good out there point. you know, eating Cause one of the, Yeah. Yeah, one because one of the other Death Eaters on, on in the series yeah. is definitely a werewolf and he's he's kinda beefier, I think. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um also I I apologize to anyone screaming at their phone, radio, or whatever they're listening <laughs> to this on, pointing out who that is. I don't I'm not going to look it up right now. It is starting to ring a bell, but we'll get triple to that. Triple H? Yes, Triple H. Yes, Triple H. Let's just go with that. Let's not be wrong. Let's be super wrong real quick. <laughs> we'll get to that character when we get to it. So I apologize to everyone who's screaming at their phones or whatever they're listening to this on going, it's so-and-so. We'll get to them. But for the time being, it's That's Triple like H. a month or so down the road. Come on, people. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was a vampire, though. Let's not talk about that series. Oh my gosh, just stop right now. <laughs> Did it sparkle? No, the the, the, the one Never with the... Never mind, I, I, you, you uh, missed my joke. Ah, uh, on you. Because those, those wolves are beefy. <laughs> yeah, okay, there's a good Okay. There's a good comparison. Would you rather them just or look like... Or True Blood. The ones in True Blood are definitely beefy. Well, because they just turn into just giant wolves. Yes, And that's exactly. the thing, It. I... I David brought up a good point. They look like wolf-human hybrids, right. which would technically probably be more accurate. <laughs> I'm, I'm asking the, the world sure. out there to answer me, and I will not hear a response. So tweet at us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're kind of more like the ones in a Harry Potter movie. That Well, this particular one, Lupin, is more like the ones in... Um... Oh, no. Underworld. Underworld. Yes, thank yes. you. I was sitting there going, "Oh, what is that?" <laughs> yes. So the, the yes, yeah, so they're more like that. All right. So going from the not liking the werewolf to how about we take a sudden turn over to Sirius Black as the Shaggy Dog? Okay. I don't. I, I don't. I. I kind of find it funny how he's like this omen of death too. Yes. So that 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 was great, but. Um, because that's how we saw him through the most part in this movie was just this dog. Well, he said he prefers to be the dog over being a when he's around people and stuff because he can blend in more and and everyone's trying to, I guess, kill him or capture him. So, well, no, but he he talks about too how when he was younger, 
he he still preferred to be his dog form. Yeah. And they said he was better <laughs> as a dog. As a dog than yes. as a person. Yeah. I almost picked that moment as one of my top three, though, when he first shows up. Yes. Because uh, oh. then you, it sets the tone so well for the movie. Right before the night bus. Yeah. 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 And, the, and then they have that whole, I, I guess it's just in Harry's head, the whole, when he's, during the few Quidditch games we do get in these movies. I know, I was so upset. But where he's up in the sky and he sees the, like, cloud that looks like yeah. it, yes. too. And it's just. And in the teacup. Yeah, and of course, yeah. it's it's one of those things where I guess he has that in his head, so he's going to keep seeing it, and it's yeah. going to keep like, oh, death's upon me. Yes. Though, wh- why are we all surprised that, that Harry's, like, marked for death? Because, <laughs> like, I feel like every movie, he just lurches from one person trying, from one of Voldemort's minions trying to kill him to the next. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and he's always surprised. Uh, what? You're trying to kill me? But why? And also, <laughs> Peter Pettigrew. Let's let's just let's just, just go so over this gross. real. Let's just go over this real quick. Not only was he randomly Ugh. a rat for some kid for years, Twelve. but he, he had every opportunity to kill Harry. That's true. And didn't do it at any point in time. But that's not that's not his character though. Because he's he's just a wormy. He he is the star scream of this movie. There transformers it. He's a follower, not a leader. He's not going to be the type to kill anybody. He's going to always yeah, maybe, be the one. Yeah, maybe maybe to... he's under orders not to because uh, uh, old Voldy Morty uh, wants to. It has to be him. Know, that that's a nickname. Uh, yeah, because he he wanted to save him for himself. So oh, maybe Morty. he's under orders. You know, Moldy Morty. <laughs> Good old Moldy Morty. Good old Moldy Vort. Um, real quick, mm. I, I I was gonna bring this up earlier, but we got sidetracked. And I wanted to wanted to ask this. Anyone think? Speaking of great Defense Against the Dark Arts teachers, we have a new magical animals teacher. I know. Oh yeah. How did Hagrid do? Oh, in your guys' opinion, man. would you have enjoyed that class? I would have. I totally would have. Yeah, I would have enjoyed it. I think he was a little. I think he was he was treating the kids as if they were the same size as him, doing all that stuff. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> something oh. like if 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 he had done all that stuff, you know, it he's a little bit big enough to take any abuse he might get. But you know, obviously he's got. <laughs> I'm sitting here analyzing his teaching ability. <laughs> <laughs> we're like yeah man you you gotta you, you gotta pump the brakes a little bit and realize you're working with kids i i i enjoyed him as it and if i was a student i probably would have enjoyed it more once once malfoy got attacked would have been like yeah this class is great now get that prick <laughs> kid but no i i i think he did a great job and it's kind of i, I just feel sad because i felt like in I felt like they they only eat, I felt like each class in this movie got like one scene and that was it, except for divination because that had to get two that had to get two or three. Oh, it had yeah. to get the initial one. It had to get Hermione being fed up with it, and then it had to get, of course, oh. Trelawney giving her prophecy. Yeah. But but yeah, I feel like all the rest of them kind of like got like only like certain little quick moments, which this movie has a lot more to cover than the others did. So I completely understand that too. All right, so don't know it. Don't know if we want to jump to the to the fun part of this movie, in my opinion. Yet, Ellie, are you ready? 
No. You're talking about the time traveling? <laughs> yes, yes. It's the time traveling no, stuff. It's, I think... It's, it's, it's the, I'm going to be sitting here with calculations scribbled on the wall. And, that's what I'm saying. And I'll lines be... connecting stuff, screaming, no, 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 you don't understand. I think that's going to wrap you up for the rest of the talk. So okay. I think we need to... I, I kind of wanted to ask, um, what, what was your favorite spell from this movie? Spe- oh, okay. Because I, I mean, hmm. mine, mine by far is Expecto Patronum. The Patronus charm is good. Yes. Um, and what would your, what would your Patronus be? There is a website we can look that up, and you just reminded me. I forgot to ask our guest what house he would have been in. <gasps> we oh. did. We did. Oh no. Oh. Okay. It's well, like I, I have this written down somewhere that I should have checked. <laughs> oh wait, do you- I do. Do you guys do you guys want to guess what you think I said? Because I've I've got it written and I'll, I'll oh, tell you. Oh, okay. Hmm. hmm. What do you think, or what do you think I should be? God. I'm gonna let you go first. Oh, don't! <laughs> no, you go first. Well, you. I know you desire great power. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, I'm gonna say Hufflepuff. What? Um, Ain't none of this making sense. I'm going to go with Slytherin. You're going to go with Slytherin? Yeah. See, I was joking, but then again. No. (laughs) Well, I I said Ravenclaw. Oh! Oh. Uh, Slytherin would probably be second, though. Yes. Um, Just as a reminder to our listeners, I got Gryffindor, and Ellie, you got a very confusing one. (laughs) Well, I always get get Slytherin, and it's rude. (laughs) (laughs) um, It's so rude of those half-bloods to put me at. (laughs) I don't appreciate it. Every time I go to, like, a bookstore opening party, that's what they put me in, and all the children laugh at me. Um. <laughs> so, but you said there was a there was a website to figure out your Patronus? I feel like there is, but I feel like there's a test. So I guess going from here on out, we'll actually have our guests do the test for that as well. <laughs> but in the meantime, anyone want to just take a stab at what their spirit animal, I guess, would be? Oh man, I, I've I've already got mine actually. Can we uh, just talk about how pretty they are? They are very pretty. I think mine would be a tiger. Okay, I can see that. You like the bangle? A tiger. I, 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 I yes, a tiger. Um, <laughs> for that reason, and also because my um Chinese year thing, um, I'm also a, a tiger in that too. You're the year of the tiger. Yes, I am. Okay. Hmm. Um. I don't mix well with whatever I, the thing is. I, I can't just, remember right I now. I just wanted to say that was such a touching moment. Like that whole. Where, where he realized. Yeah. I it's mean, me. He's grow. Yeah. He really like he thinks it's his dad. It's so sad because you're like, no, dumbass. It's not your dad. And then and then he's like, oh, it's me. I'm awesome. You know, it was it's really cool the way he really kind of appreciates and understands how powerful he's becoming is really cool but it's so pretty it's such a cool scene you know just and it's neat to be able to see it from both sides i really love like we'll talk about that when we do the time discussion but um 
I, it's really neat to be able to see that from both sides. So I, I thought that was really awesome. Um, but mine, can I be a unicorn? I love how you're asking permission. Can, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we will take the test in between now and okay. the next record because since I, it wasn't something introduced, we can do it now. I and would by like the way, to be a unicorn. Pottermore does tell you what I think almost everyone in the Harry Potter universe is like. Oh, their Patronus? What, what their Bogart would be oh. and what their Patronus oh. is too because, you know, fans have kind of filled that in. Um, I'm going to guess a mongoose for David. A mongoose? Yeah, I can see that. It's Jeff? I don't do Jeff. Oh, no, I know you don't. I just couldn't think <laughs> of... That's not my character. <laughs> Mine Sorry, is just I... a, a big sphere of hatred. <laughs> it's, it's just a big shaker of salt. <laughs> it's not even an... It's just a giant salt shaker on everyone's good time. Ugh. <laughs> uh. Oh, I, as far as an animal, I don't, an I don't know. I, oh. it maybe like maybe a spider. Uh, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> what? Now is it one giant spider or a ton of little spiders that would come out? Oh, just one. Giant oh my god! That's awful. <laughs> so fun fact: Ellie has a fear of spiders. Um, she is cringing and like. I I can't like that. That actually makes me mad. <laughs> you can't be mad with our guest. How dare you? Rude. But just I... think of the think of the distance it gets on the spread of those. <laughs> That's a big patrol. Oh, okay. Well. Oh. I did uh, the Pottermore houses, and that. That actually put me in Ravenclaw and the Thunderbird one for the American schools. Oh, right. There oh. is the American ones, which oh. I I keep on thinking of the joke of the Old Spice deodorants is the American ones. Oh, nice. Because uh, they have those, they, 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 they have the animal deodorant things for the American, I mean, for Old Spice. And there was a joke made back before there was like official Pottermore american houses but i guess we should look up what ours is for wow we got a lot of stuff to do for the next episode now i know <laughs> gotta find out what our patronuses are gotta figure out what our american houses are for this stuff i guess gotta figure out what the bug art would be for us or is it was that one of the other questions oh mine would be a freaking spider there you go <laughs> <laughs> Mine We're just in a would be his room. Patronus. <laughs> that, that's what would happen there. So great. It, it is a never-ending loop of just horror for <laughs> for one of you. <laughs> oh. Okay, I'm sorry. Let's move on. Time stuff now. Timey-wimey fun. Are we done, though? Is there anything else you want to discuss? Oh, Time. my gosh. How can we not discuss this first? I feel I'm, I feel I walked into a trap. How can we not talk about the opening scene where Harry loses his crap? Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. They do such a good job of being jerks to him. <laughs> the, the, the actors and, you know, like, I, I, I always enjoy, like, you, you never feel uh, more sorry for Harry <laughs> than you do in those first scenes. I mean... Aunt Marge is like 
I mean, really? I mean, talking about his mom being a I love how you're self-editing. You're saving me so much work. <laughs> I know. Because I love you, babe. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I'm not surprised that he lost his crap. I mean, you can only take so much. But I think the true hero of this scene is um, the son. Crap. Dudley? Yes. What, that, that he moved from one room to another and could continue watching TV? He just watches. <laughs> he's so funny. He's just sitting there, just slurping and shoveling his face with food. Looks up, was like, what the crap? Looks back down. Gets popped in the face a couple times with buttons. And those buttons must be amazingly <laughs> strong because they make him go flying out of his chair. That is true. And, you know, and then he, she's, like, up and flying away, and he's like, huh, and then looks down, there's a TV, and he just keeps watching TV again. Licks licks some whipped cream (laughs) off of his shirt or whatever. It's crazy, because I know if I saw a woman just, like, inflate into a big balloon and fly out the door, I think that would be pretty interesting. I, I just feel like he's just sitting there going, like licks off whatever food's on him. He goes, needs more salt. Goes back to watching whatever's on TV. What just complete... were you trying to do an accent there? No, I, I I attempted and immediately backtracked in the middle of it. Needs more salt. <laughs> Is that how you said it? Yes, that's exactly how. <laughs> okay. Um, I I feel I feel I just go too deep. What is wrong with me? I'm starting to talk in a random accent now. Thanks. That's your go-to accent. Apparently. All right. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you had anything for this, but I just wanted to say it's kind of funny how you sit there and go, wow, and I thought the Dursleys were the worst people in the world to Harry. To find out that the aunt is even worse well, to him. Well, I mean, she's part of the family, though. Well, so. she, she is, but it's like, it's funny because she shows up and it's like, Wow. Well, because they've gotten <laughs> to the stage of fear. Oh, yeah, because they're like, uh... They're not, yeah, they're not standing up to him like they used to. She doesn't know how that works yet, so... <laughs> and nor will she, because they wiped her memory. Mm. Oh, well. But, yes, I'm sorry. I was like, I figured we'd get screamed at if we did not mention that scene. But, like, also, how powerful is Harry friggin' Potter? Because, like... He he gets kind of carry up in that stuff, you know what I well, mean? And he doesn't he's have like, to shut say up. anything either. Yeah, and he's just standing there, and then like wind starts whipping his hair, and like the lights start <laughs> flickering, and stuff starts flying around. I love that though; it's <laughs> like, awesome. He doesn't need a wand. He doesn't need to say anything, and she starts just ballooning, like Harry Potter is Carrie. It's Carrie Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Why wasn't that your name? <laughs> <laughs> they're Save gonna, it. They're gonna yes. pour pig's blood on him in the next movie, and then there's gonna be no more Dursleys. The whole block's gonna go up on in flames. Just him walking away. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I think I, I'm, I'm gonna try to logic this real quick. Maybe it's something to where it's like chaos magic to where when a wizard doesn't have their wand and they're not experienced enough, it just magic it's flows raw. out. Of, yeah, it's yeah. It, they 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 don't have as much control over what they're doing. They just just he he you know looked at her and it's like I want something done to her and that's what happened. I can see just that. same same thing. Yeah. Actually, here's a good point. 
Same thing that happened to him in the first movie with the uh, um, where D- where Dudley pushed him out of the way to get to the snake's glass to get to the snake and the glass vanished. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's true. Same same thing. I, I guess they're just kind of chaos magic at that point. Um, did you have anything else before we get into the timey wimey gobbledygook <sighs> stuff? Is there anything else? There, there, there is a lot a of stuff. There, there is a lot of stuff, and this is a great movie. Um, I feel we'll probably talk about Sirius a little more in later movies. Yes, We've been, I, of course, the same. Um, so I, I guess it was it was nice to be able to finally see um, more of the town. Oh, Hogsmeade. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it it, it was kind of that was kind of neat to see see more of that. I enjoyed that too. But yeah. We don't really have to discuss it. I was just saying it was neat to, to finally, you know, that was another way of kind of them trying to show that they're getting older is they're finally having the permission to be able to, you know, leave the castle and and be able to do that kind of stuff too. So, okay, I'm just going to point this out now before we get into the timey-wimey thing because I think there's another argument to be had before that. So, Sirius Black, as we all know, and I'm, of course, Dumbledore and other people know, is a good guy, but it's still on the loose. Why aren't there Dementors and a ton of security around the school after that, too? Or is it... I, I'm sure it's actually explained in the books or in the movie why the security kind of goes back to being just, eh, whatever. Because I thought that they're just there for serious. But the thing... He's still on the loose, at the technically, at the end of the third movie. Nice. And the only people who know he's good are people that no one's going to believe on that note. Dumbledore, who's probably just going to say that to say it. Harry Potter and Hermione and Ron, who who's going to believe a ton of kids. Just maybe he I, makes makes an appearance elsewhere, and so they move. move I there. think I, I think you're actually right. I think that in the books and I think in the movie they kind of explain that that they he makes random appearances so that they can kind of keep chasing him but since he has the hippogriff he can kind of make an appearance then fly in the complete opposite direction once again i know somebody's yelling at i know somebody's yelling at their phone or radio or whatever going it's this but i said i'm sorry i haven't read the books i'm just going off we're not talking i'm I'm just going off my movie knowledge because as we pointed out sometimes the movies just fill in to assume you read the books so time time travel time okay all right cool what i've been waiting for so, time travel in movies. It's always fun. It's always complicated. But my question before we get really into this, does the time travel work within the sense of what the movies have presented to us? It's pretty powerful. It is. It's stupidly powerful, actually. Well, yeah, they make a point to make sure that they say several times bad things happen to wizards that meddle with time. And, okay, so... This is a, I think it's, is it the bootstrap paradox? I, I really should have looked this up. Is it the bootstrap paradox to where, like, there it, it, technically there's no timeline where they did not go back in time. There's no <laughs> original point. There's, my head's already yeah. starting to hurt from trying to talk about this because this gets really fun. There's no original point to where, it's not, okay, here's a good example. I'm using I'm a movie, I'm, I'm using a movie to explain another movie. In Back to the Future, Marty McFly doesn't, his parents, you know, don't have, you know, the best, you know, they're, 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 they're just getting by, his dad's a wimp, all that stuff, he goes back in time, he fixes that, he comes back, and everyone else's time has been reset, 
set to where like everything's great for them. He's a he's a writer and everything. That that way the time travel didn't happen. Like in this, the time travel has to happen every time to make the stuff happen because they have to say Buck Buckbeak. They have to throw that rock. Harry has to make the Patronus. It always has to be. It's like an infinite loop. There's no mm-hmm. origin point for an original timeline where that doesn't happen. Right. Well, uh, I'm, one thing that I always was, like I said, we're not discussing the books. So we're just okay. going off of what is in the movie. Yes. Because um, I think I think that's where you're going to have more people kind of yelling and screaming at their phones at us is if we, we kind of discuss both. Yeah. And we're, not, we're just going off of... No, what, I'm, I'm going which, off 100% the movie no, portrayal of time I'm, travel. I'm saying, like, what I'm saying right now, I'm just discussing, like, what you see in the movie. Yeah. Not talking about what might be in the book. Um, one thing that I, I think is crazy is you get all these threats of don't screw with time, nobody can see you, crazy things happen to wizards, blah, blah, blah. And yet they lit a teenage wizard. Okay, good, good. You're bringing this up. Thank you. But they lit a teenage (laughs) wizard use it. For for wait, for what? For what? For classes. Bingo. I mean, I get that. (laughs) I get that she was a a slab of frozen stuff in the last movie. She couldn't move and she couldn't do anything. She got behind. Um, There's such a thing called summer school. Um, No, she was taking extra courses. Just. Extra ones. It wasn't she was trying to make up for last year. She was taking more advanced courses than they were. I thought that she was also still trying to kind of play catch up from what she missed from last year. That's why she was taking extra classes. But still, why would you give something that unbelievably powerful to a teenager for that purpose? For that purpose, right, exactly. I just, (laughs) I've never understood. She's like, oh yeah, I've been doing this all year. Oh yeah, not a big deal. And you're using it for what? And I love the amazing reactions from Ron when he's like, wait, where'd you come from? And they can't explain yeah. it to him. Yes, it is. It's Well, but he doesn't just do it at the end of the movie. He does it throughout the movie. I do enjoy that movie, yeah. how they peppered yeah. her in classes and stuff. It's like, wait, how are you here? Where'd you come from? Yeah, I love <laughs> it. But yes, please, does anybody have an opinion on why... They would think that that was an okay idea for and, them to use uh, and that. Also, like, why did none of the Death Eaters or any of the, you know, uh, Voldemort's henchmen or the evildoers, why didn't any of them try to get it and just, you know, put a piano above where Harry Potter just walked, <laughs> you know, and run it back? Well, I obviously, would. I answered my own question while ago by saying <laughs> it wasn't, he, he's not theirs to kill. Yeah, um, just pointing this out because even though I have not read *The Cursed Child*, is the only Harry Potter book I haven't read because I don't accept it as canon. They do point out in that that they destroy all the time turners that they can find, and most of them did get destroyed during the Resident War because they didn't want anyone going back and rewriting history to have Voldemort live. So that's, I guess, their thing on that but you brought up a very good point ellie of pointless stuff done with time travel so i've got a new segment that's only for this what is the most pointless thing each of us can think of to do with time travel have two bowls of oatmeal <laughs> why did you have one <laughs> Ugh. what um. just just to go back and enjoy that oatmeal just 
Man, I'd go back. Ellie hates everything I do. I'm just (laughs) judged right and left. (laughs) Can't have a spider Patronus. Can't have my oatmeal in the morning. (laughs) What if my Patronus was a bowl of oatmeal, Ellie? What would you do then? I would be okay with that more than the spider. But what if it was a bowl of oatmeal and spiders burst out of it? Oh my god, I would die. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. All right. So, most pointless thing you could do with time travel, Ellie. I know. I'm thinking. I I, I'm just telling you, it's got to be real pointless. Um, to go back into a time period. Or a timeline where I would buy a porg. Where you would buy a porg? Yes. So you're saying that you want to go back in time and change your opinion to where you'd actually buy one of the porg pop fi- Are you saying that because the giant one's staring at you right now? I'm saying that would be the most worthless use of my time. Oh, okay, okay. I to f- go I- buy a porg. Sorry, you caught me off guard as the most useless. Okay. What would be the most useless I mean, I just want to stick something down its throat and choke it. (laughs) Jeez. As a quick reminder, I I have the giant life-size Porg pop figure sitting on our desk. There are three Porgs on the desk. But only one of them is giant and life-size. One is ridiculous. I'm glad it doesn't talk. Because then I would kill it. Alright, so what would be the most pointless use of my time? travel seeing a movie and then immediately being like that was a good movie i want to go watch it again and then just time traveling back to go watch the movie over again i just feel like that would be pointless yeah Yeah. Eh, you get to see a movie twice that was boring but i i would i would highly run into (laughs) the the chance of running into my son yeah it's come on no no i where's the damn hammer (laughs) you judging now Give me the Judge Ellie. Yes, because you suck at it. (laughs) That was too boring, and you need to use your mind better than that and come up with something more interesting. Go back to high school and redo all my classes again. Oh, my God. Where is your imagination? That's what Hermione did, and that was a boring use of time travel. (sighs) It's already been done. All right. (laughs) I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But, no, okay, so... Let's get back on topic with the time travel in the movie and everything. <laughs> so, so the way everything works in the movie is, of course, Harry is the one that makes Patronus. They also say Buckbeak. They basically use the time to just basically run around and do all that stuff. And I, I, I thought it was a good way to use, but once again, it's never used again. It's never really touched upon again that they have that ability to do that. And there's so many other scenarios where it would have been handy to, you know, maybe use a time turner real quick. Hmm. I just, I don't know. It, it was an interesting device in the mo- for the movie, but once again, it's kind of weird that it never gets brought up or used really anymore after that. I guess maybe been there, done that. I mean, I, mean, I don't, I don't know. Did, was it, it destroyed? Does she still have it? I don't know if she has it later on. No, surely she has surely to. Not. It's something that she has to give back to Dumbledore. Yeah, that's what at I'm saying. The so year. they, you know, that's just that was that. I mean, I, I thought it was kind of fun to do the whole choose your own adventure, let's start over kind of thing. Um, 
I enjoyed being able to see the different point of view of, of you know, when they go back. And seeing how everything they did yeah. technically affected the original, well, the first viewing of the right. scenario. And, and and they had some funny little little uh, jokes about, like, when Hermione was like, oh, God, is that what the back of my hair looks like? I mean, back of my head looks like, you know, I, yeah. <laughs> it was cute. Um it was it was neat, but yeah, it does kind of make me like I want it explained. So, if you, so they did what happened, right? And they joked and turned the stuff back. But then they're there, like they hadn't been there before, but they were there before because when like the scene with Buckbeat, yeah, and they're sitting out there in the patch, the pumpkin patch, yeah, and. They were acting like the ones in the cabin weren't going to leave unless she threw the rock and got their attention to get them to move. Yeah. But if that was supposed to be the first time that they went back, who got them to move the first time? They did. That, that's what I was saying earlier. It's I know, an, but I just don't understand how that's it's, possible. Because time travel and time travel is really weird to try to explain because there's technically no real world application for it. We just have movies and different movies explain it, have different rules to it. In this one, it seems like there is a singular timeline, like one timeline, and anything you do alters that main timeline. There's no offshoot timelines. There's no Biff Tannen world timeline. In in the, I, I keep on using. Um, so it's not Flashpoint. No, it is. It is not. It is. It is a singular timeline that if you go back in time and affect something, it's an infinite effect. Like there is no original. You didn't affect it. You gotcha. always are affecting that one timeline. So there's no splinters. There's no nothing to it. I I, I guess I, I don't know if. Yeah. No. I mean that's. David, where's your PhD in time travel? <laughs> right. Let me, let me where's the blue it out box? Of the closet here, real quick. It. So yeah, like it. There's. I've always had a problem with that one too. That type of time travel, because to me there has to be a a point of origin, you know. Yeah. But there's never a point of origin in you know because it's fiction. It's 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 a story yeah. and. Um, anyway, like, it, it, it kind of happens with, uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, too. Because they, uh, they have to go into the, uh, the, the police station and leave themselves a recorded, or leave the recorded message to distract his dad. Yeah. You know, and they're like, oh, we gotta remember to go back and do that. And then, then they hear it playing, and they're like, excellent, you know, like, and, and so, like, you never see, <laughs> you never see that stuff happen. But it, it, you would think it would have to happen, at least the first time at some point. But, you know, it, that's that's hard to explain. So yeah. Oh, also, um, fun fact. This is speaking of the time travel thing because I, for some reason, actually forgot that was in the movie. For like time the longest travel? time. Yeah, I forgot it was in there for a long time. Like, I was watching it, and I'm like, man, there's like an hour left of this movie. And they're like you wrapping should, stuff up. You should use that uh, time turner to go back and remind yourself. Uh, yes, that, yes. That no, I just, for some reason, it just 
blanked out my mind, but I thought it was funny that earlier in the movie at the Leaky Cauldron, there is somebody reading A Brief History of Time by Stephen Hawking. Nice. <laughs> That's great. It's just, it's just something I was like watching it, and I'm like, wait a second. I rewound. I'm like, he is. So... That's kind of interesting. Once again, time travel, all that stuff. It's it, the 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 time travel works in the sense of the movie, and it sort of doesn't break its own laws that it creates, right? For itself, though. The only thing that confuses me is the whole wizards can't see themselves. Because it's like, wouldn't you know that you're that that you're the one time traveling there, or is it just like some w- wizards have some in de- in depth thing in their mind where it's like, I see a copy of myself, I must kill it immediately. What do you mean wizards can't see themselves? Well, it's pointed out in the movie briefly, but in the books too, that wizards cannot like you're you are not supposed to run into yourself when you're time traveling. Oh, like, oh, you're not supposed not, to. Not that they're incapable of it. It's just you're just um, don't do it. You shouldn't do it. Yeah, I mean, well, That's obviously, any if time you, traveling, it's not just wizards. Yeah, well, like same back same to the thing with. Um, yeah, if you if you see yourself, I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be a little bit freaky. Maybe they're just trying to avoid that whole aspect of it. But uh, yeah, I mean that that also happens in Time Cop, uh, pretty explosively. Yeah. Oh, because, yeah. Uh, that you, you I was about to say that that, 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 that one has. Yeah, explosions. <laughs> um, but no, like I said, I'm just. I feel it is kind of weird that it's never used that much more in the series. I think there's a mention of like there's a shelf of time turners at the Ministry of Magic that got knocked over, and it's like infinitely falling. Oh. I think that's mentioned in the book at one point that that's kind of the one of the few callbacks, excluding the cursed child. But anyways, um. I think that wraps up most of our stuff today, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I want to give our guest an opportunity to not only tell you where you can find more from him, but I guess give, if he wants to say anything about the rest of the Harry Potter series, either previous to his appearance or after his appearance, if he has any input he wants to give. Oh, um, well, I'll I'll give you a couple of final thoughts on this one, too. Um, All right, that works as well. Just that... um, uh, it, it is my favorite one. I appreciate you guys having me on to talk about it. I, I, I love everything from the creepiness and the, the danger that starts coming into the series at this point um, to the um, to the time aspect because that's always... It's just... Even even if it doesn't necessarily make sense in movies, it's always fun to watch. Yes. Uh, and, you know, this one... This movie sets kind of the tone for allies coming from unexpected places uh for harry potter and um you know he he really has to think about situations and make hard decisions um and and that's that continues forward for a lot i also i i love there's a lot of foreshadowing in the uh in the movie too like you know things that are brought up in the in towards beginning middle and you know they come up uh come to fruition at the end i guess you could say but like i i do have to say that to me, it's got two of the worst, <laughs> two of the, two of the worst um, moments in the Harry Potter movie franchise, in my opinion, my oh. humble opinion. And Ellie's gonna hate this, and she's gonna hate me, but she already does. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, one one of them, uh, one of them, in my opinion, is the bus scene. I can't stand the night bus scene. <laughs> 
That's I terrible. Just, <laughs> I can never get through it. So, and you, you guys, you guys have or haven't read this this book. Um, I have read all of them. I just, it's been a long time. I have not read the only one I haven't read is Cursed Child. I've read all the other ones, but it has been. You've read all the main ones. Yeah. You haven't read is, all the school books and everything, I'm sure. Okay, I've read all the years focusing yes. on just Potter, but it has been a very long time for me, so some stuff is vaguely hazy. Do you guys remember uh, the night bus is in it, right? But just yes. not this long, protracted scene like is in the movie? Is that right? I think so. Like there's not I this think... crazy chase, not, not a chase, I... but like crazy high-speed I know it moves around point. a lot and it kind of like jostles them around, but I don't think it's. I I, I think that, that that was a that was just an early, I guess, quote unquote, action scene or <laughs> yeah, yeah, some something to make Ellie happy. I well, know. No offense it's, to Ellie. <laughs> it's great. I love it. As she's uh, sitting here crossing off, no more appearances by Flora. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> she's, she's like, get this spider loving idiot out of here. <laughs> You can um, take your oatmeal and shove it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it, it it's that one for me. And then the very end where uh, Harry Potter's face gets frozen. At yes. The- yes. <laughs> I'm just like, yes. why did you make that choice? Okay. I, <laughs> I I remember watching this and I'm like sitting there. Like, like I said, for some reason, I forgot about the end of this movie. Like, completely for a moment and i was like sitting there and as he's got the broom and everything he's running outside i'm like oh gosh this is the one where it freeze frames on his face at the end isn't I hate it? it too I and don't it like just it. and i'm like no. oh i mean his <laughs> mouth's open ready that? to eat oatmeal that's why i hate it that's right that's right like he's flying through a bunch of spiders <laughs> <laughs> that's how you get spiders in your mouth uh exactly uh, all yeah. right um, so, I didn't know so if... I mean, that's that's yeah, that's final thoughts for that, and um, I, I don't I I don't think I'll comment on any of the rest right now. I think I'll save that for other guests, <laughs> so All I don't right. monopolize the time. I I didn't know. I just want to give our guests now the opportunity to hey, if there's like a you know, I really like this movie. This is my favorite, but there is one of my favorite characters later on that pops up, something like that. I just wanted to give them the opportunity. Do you know? Hey, be like, hey, sure. by the way. Since we reference future events constantly on this, because this this series is very foreshadowing of itself and very callback heavy, which she did a. As we will probably continue, this is a continuing thing. I should probably just put it on like a like a soundboard swing. Me just saying she does a fantastic job of building a mythos and then calling back to it to make you know even the most oh, yeah. irrelevant thing relevant later. So. Well, I guess I guess I'll just say one thing then for the rest of them. My, I think my favorite character, if not top like two or three, um, that that shows up later is Luna. So yes, she's awesome. Yes, um, she has. Is it two movies or one movie before we'll see her? She's two not, movies. Yeah, I was gonna two say, movies. She's it's not two more goblet. movies. Yeah, it's two more movies. I, I I remembered why you we had introduced her. Okay, cool. Sorry, I was I was just like, wait a second. I have her little Comic Con exclusive pop figure. You do. Um, just a, once again, a side note for people. I have not watched these movies in a while, so I am once again reliving these 
through this right. as well. So Ellie, I think, watches, what, once a year you normally watch all of them? More than that. I was about to say, Star Wars I watch like once every three months. <laughs> or else I, I just start convulsing with like, I need to watch it. But anyways. When your three-year-old runs around the house going Potter? Potter? No, no, she did Star <laughs> Wars first. She can pick out Star Wars items. I know, but she's starting to pick out Potter now too. So we're raising her right. There we go. All right, with that... um. Where is the best place to find you on the internet, sir? You can go to blurryphotos.org. That is the homepage for my podcast. Uh, I am on every podcatcher that you can probably think of, and if I'm not, just let me know and I'll get on there. So that includes, you know, <laughs> Apple Podcasts and Stitcher, and um, I think I'm on iHeartRadio and Spotify now and that all that good stuff. Uh, part of the Dark Myths Collective, as yes. my fellow Dark Lords here. Yes, and, yes, yes. Um, uh, yeah, Blurry Photos podcast on Facebook, YouTube, and that kind of stuff. Just search for Blurry Photos uh, podcast wherever you want to find me, and I should pop up. At Blurry underscore photos on Twitter as well. All right. Uh, Ellie, you ready to do our spiel? Sure. All right. You can, of course, find... As pointed out, we are all in this um, podcast, part of the Dark Myths Collective. So you can go to darkmyths.org to find more podcasts like this one or like blurry photos. Darkmyths.org. You can also find me every week on um, Knights of Vader podcast, talking about Star Wars stuff. And, of course, you can go to... Get your poor god. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm sorry. I was about to say you are tired at this point. All right. Um. Let. All right. Let's let's power through these, Ellie. All right. You can of course find Zingness on all the major podcatchers, but if it is on Apple Podcasts, what do you do to help us out? Give us a five star review. They greatly help us, and it helps out the podcast a lot. You can also find us, of course, on Facebook. Search Zingness on Twitter. Zing this. Go into Instagram. It is at Zing This Podcast. And if you want to can help contribute to the podcast, go to www.patreon.com slash Zing This. Uh, you can also email us directly, zingthis at gmail.com. And if you want a t shirt or stickers or stuff with our logo on it, even the magic. Magicified ones. I was wearing my tank top yesterday. Yes, yes, we got new designs that are magicified, and there's some other ones too. Uh, you just go to tpublic.com slash zing this. Our sound guy is Aaron. Our logo is done by Chris Singer with modifications by Toby from the Secret Transmission. And finally, as always, DJ Golden Boy 89. Play us out. And once again, we want to just thank our guest, David Flora, for joining thank you guys. us. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Bye. Bye.